Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. I am your host, Pastor Denise M. Walker. I am the founder of Hope in Christ Ministries. I'm an author, teacher, and coach and mentor. Let's open up with a word of prayer, and we will begin today's show. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for who you are, God. We thank you that we are yours, God, and we thank you for this study on experiencing you, God. Father, we bless your name. We ask that you will open our ears to hear, remove the stony places of our heart, Lord God, that you be able to penetrate. Father, we pray for those that are listening, God, that they will experience you in a new way as we go through this study. And we thank you in advance in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. I am back this week to talk about, to continue talking about Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby. Um, this book is amazing to say the least. Um, it is really um, challenging my thinking just in the first few pages of it. Asking myself, am I really experiencing God or have I really been experiencing God or as he said, religion? So I'm going to go through some of the points that I read and um, that stood out to me. And then one of the main um, phrases that stood out as I was reading, continuing to read the intro of it, um, was the words God's will, God's will. Because he deals with the fact that it's God's will um, for our life to do what God has called us to do and what and obey God and 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 be saved and um, so we're gonna look at those scriptures or talk about those scriptures that correlate with um, those thoughts and so um, in his intro as he continues to talk about you know, his experience, but as he opens up, um, about experiencing God, he, um, reminds us that he said, as a boy, um, I came to a profound real realization. God is God and I am not. I thought that statement was so powerful because for many years, um, recently I have asked that same question um, about people just around me. And, um, I believe that many people believe they're their own God. And I just thought it was profound that Blackaby would say, and, um, you know, again, in his intro that he came to realize when he was a kid that God is God and he's not. And so he goes on to say, he said, I came to believe that not only is God real, but he wants to take an active role in my life. And so if we believe that we're our own gods, we're in control of our own life, then we're not accountable to God. We don't have to be accountable to anyone or anything. And so I just thought that that was something that we could, you know, keep in mind as we are going through this amazing study called Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby. Some other points he makes are 
God made it clear that he wanted exclusive access to my life to use it for his purpose, to use my life exclusively for his purpose. Why? We're going to talk about the will of God and what he desires for us. God didn't put us here to just exist. He didn't put us here to self-destruct. He didn't put us here to be drug addicts and, 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 um, alcoholics and, and, you know, just put all these things in our bodies and do all these destructive things with our bodies and not walk in the purpose that he placed us here for. So I just love this part of the book. My only goal was to do God's will, whatever that might be. So he, he said he decided that he was going to do God's will no matter what. And then he goes on to say, I also discovered that every time God told me to do something, no matter how difficult it might appear, he always enabled me to accomplish what he asked. And I have personally experienced that myself um, as I have begun to experience God in my own personal life as I have begun to walk out his purpose. And, and it is so true when I made the first step and I obeyed God in the first step, um, when I wrote representing God, um, taking a healthy look at the Holy One of Israel, God had laid that on my heart so many, many years, um, so many years back. And um, I always love to journal the Bible and journal um, scripture. And it just stuck with me more when I did that. And so one day as I had come out of God, it called me out of mentoring in the public school setting and began to take it into co to the community so that uh, we could teach Christ to young people. He began to say representing God to me. And so as I wrote that first book, that first journal, and I love journaling and, and he showed me that um, I had years of journals years of writing that I had already had. And so as I obeyed that, then he gave me Hannah's hope. Now he's giving me Hannah's heart. And so he continues to give me more and more. So I that stood out to me as Blackerby said, no matter how difficult it might appear, he always enabled me to accomplish what he asked. And that is so true. And he can do the same for you. Um, and then he continued with each new assignment took me well beyond what I felt comfortable or skilled to do. Yet each time God pro proved to be more than just my creator or savior. And he talked about God guiding him and um, teaching him and, and just um, strengthening him and doing all these things in his life as he stepped forward to obey the assignment. And I, again, I was able to relate because I was very uncomfortable. My first words to God was, wait a minute, God, I'm not a writer. Um, there are millions of writers out there. There are so many, or at least thousands of writers out there, God. I said, I, why do you want me to write? And so um, as he began to show me that I, you know, my journals and the things that I had already written, and also that I had always had this passion to write. I um, And he reminded me of when I was in school, when I was in college, and how my professors had told me that um, I was really good at writing. I could take a 25-page paper, get the topic, read on it, and word it to where um, 
it was all God. It wasn't me. It was all God giving me the words to put together. And and the professors would tell me, you know, how um, good I was at writing. And so God began to show me that, you know, over the years, over 18 years or more, um, in the field of education, he began to show me that he had given me such a passion for literature, such a passion for writing, hence teaching English language arts. He um, he just showed me that, you know, sometimes you think that's not what you're called to do, but he's equipping you with that place where you feel like, oh man, sometimes this is stressful, but he's equipping you for the next level in your life and so i like i like that part of the book and then he just a couple of other notes that he talked about um he said people told me um my sharing had convicted them that they had been religious moral or orthodox but they had not been experiencing god the way that he was describing to them um he said they had realized that they were being religious they were, you know, keeping the moral code. They were being orthodox, but they were not experiencing God. And my listeners out there, I promise you, I swear that um, I thought Blackaby was talking to me because I had felt that way. I've been in the, I've been saved for over 15 years or more. And um, in my 20s, I accepted Christ and and I've gone to church and I've been to church and I've done praise team. I've done prayer. I've done um, youth ministry. I've done so much. And I felt like what he said here, I was being religious, keeping more, you know, the moral code, being orthodox. But I just felt like I was not experiencing God for myself. And so how can I teach other people to experience God as Blackie is talking about? If I hadn't even experienced God, um, I felt like I was just doing stuff. I was um, just doing church. I felt like I was just continuously, but I was I was not happy. I wasn't content because I had not um, gotten drawn in relationship, um, closer in relationship with God so that he could show me what he had purposed me to do in the earth. And when I began to do that, the peace of God came over me like I had never felt before. And even though I teach full time, my passion, my drive is when I'm working on Hope in Christ Ministries and Armor of Hope Writing and Publishing Services. I love teaching my students, but the drive is what God has placed on the inside of me to get the word of Christ to children, to get the word of Christ of overcoming abuse and all those things to women and others and to help build Christian literature and help promote Christian literature and, and writing and, and all those different things. That is my drive. Some people say, how do you do it all? It's God and it's the passion that's on the inside of me. And so I thought that was very, very powerful for him to make that statement. So a couple other notes, he says, um, he said, my concern was that God's people were already immersed in Bible studies and Christian books that gave them an enormous amount of information about God. 
He said, as a result, sincere Christians were coming to church every week and learning more and more about God, but they were not experiencing him. And that was my words that I just said, um, just my personal testimony. And then he says, to many, he was simply a far away God to be believed in, a doctrine to affirm, and an invisible deity to whom they recited their prayers, but they were not experiencing him for themselves and so um i just think this book is amazing 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 an amazing study um to come into the understanding that we have to experience god for ourselves and then he talked about you know over the years over the years people had you know reached out to him and told him about how the the study had changed their lives and how they begin to um, experience God in in new ways and um, their own way. And they begin to just chase after God. They went on mission trips. They felt like God was calling them to missions and all the different things, even in the marketplace. Um, and he just, he was blessed by their testimonies. And he um, gave some different testimonies and um his other um notes that i highlighted here i discovered there was a deep hunger in my heart of in the hearts of christians to know and do god's will so he said as he he went around and he taught the churches and he taught people groups and different things he realized that people do want to do god's will they just want to know how to experience god for themselves and so um, I just thought that was very, very powerful, powerful, powerful. Um, then a couple other things here. He said, um, he explained that um, for years he had taught his students to treat the Bible like a classic piece of literature, a book to read and to enjoy its beauty, but not something through which Almighty God would speak directly to the reader. Through tears, he confessed that he had done this because he had not personally experienced God communicating with him. But during that com that conference, the Spirit of God had spoken to this person that he was sharing this um, about, this professor. Um, and God had reminded the, the individual that um, Christianity is fundamentally an interactive relationship with God. Interactive meaning tick for tack it's not just one-sided it's us engaging god and um so i thought that was powerful how the man's life turned around as um black could be ministered um in their presence as god ministered in their presence through him um and then he said you know to this particular guy scripture had just become an ancient um collection of writings um but when the guy began to experience God, it was so much different. And he began to um, share with his students that um, they could do the same. And Black would be a, a very powerful note, he says here. There are far too many people who settle for participating or practicing a sterile religion rather than enjoying a growing, vibrant personal relationship with the living God. And um I am so thankful. I'm so thankful 
um, for the mentors and one particular mentor that God placed in my life um, for such a time as this that pulled that out of me and that began to teach me how to experience God and draw closer in relationship so that God could could lead me and guide me in the purpose that he placed inside of me. And Blackaby also says here that he says, God is not a concept or doctrine. He is a person who seeks a close one-on-one -on -one relationship with you and me. And oh, that is so, so true. Um, I just remember time and time again, hearing God speak to me, hearing God speak to me when I'm asleep, when I wake up, um, I just had so many experiences of God calling me and saying, go and minister my truth. I just didn't really understand all of it. I didn't understand, you know, all of the gist of what God was trying to tell me I needed to do, but, um, just more and more, he began to unveil those different parts to me and he continues to unveil those parts to me and he goes on to say he wants to converse with us god wants to converse with us he does not intend that we simply use our wits to get by to bravely survive until we are finally ushered into heaven no that's not god's will that's not what he wants he wants a personal relationship with us and, it, and it's, he also says, Christ wants to bring your life in the, into the middle of his activity, which offers salvation to every person on earth. And, and he wants to save us, deliver us, set us free, and then take our testimony, take what he's done in our life, and send us out on a mission to preach the gospel to the world that um, don't know him, a world that, that may be confused and 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 not quite understand but then they hear our testimony and they come into the knowledge for themselves he says the holy spirit will create within us a longing to know the father's will and become involved in what god is doing around us and so we see people moving and shaking and going forth in God not just the world because that's not his will for us to operate as the world system but we see people moving in God and going forth in God and we're looking as if only they could do it but what he's saying is God has put purpose in us too and there's a, a audience that's waiting on us to walk in that purpose and so um I just I love it I love it I love it I keep saying I'm just amazed amazed by this study that he has written um one other thing he says here for you to personally know god the father and jesus christ his son is the is the eternal life and it is the will of god for us to know him to know him and walk in his purpose and he he's he focuses a lot and which is very important on you can't get the study you can't get the word of god you can't really get the gist of it all until you come into a relationship you make a decision to come into relationship with um christ and walk in newness of life that is his purpose that's his desire for our life um and so Blackaby says here, adjust your beliefs, character, and 
behavior to him and his ways, to God and God's ways. He said, identify a direction he is taking in your life and recognize what he wants to do through you. Not what you want to do, but what he wants to do through you and adjust your beliefs and your character and your behavior to God's beliefs, God, what God says and God's character and God's behavior. Um, and, and, and so much the more we would, um, we, we would find peace in that. We would find peace, so much peace. Um, one couple other last thoughts here, and then I'm going to talk about scriptures that I located about the will of God. Um, he says, the Bible is God's word to you. The Holy Spirit honors and uses God's word and he speaks to us. The scripture will be your source of authority for how you live your Christian life and how you relate to God. You cannot depend on human traditions, your experience, or the opinions of others to be accurate authorities in God's will and ways. While these can be helpful, they must always be evaluated in the light of the teaching of God's word. It is so important. And and I've experienced this again. I, I just thought it was just amazing that God would have me pick up this book when I decided to start doing um the Christian corner, the Christian book corner um on the podcast because I have so many Christian books and, and so many and I desire to continue to be a, a, a voice to promote Christian literature. And this book was one that God would have me to pick up because it's so related to me. And and one of the things that I had to do was turn off the opinions of others and stick to what God's word would say. Because even when things would come up in my life um, with, you know, those that were close to me, God would take me back to his word and remind me that I must obey his word, not their word, not what they want for my life, not what they thought, not their opinions, but what does his word say in the matter? And his word is final authority. And so um, I love it again, um, just by reading the words of Blackaby and also his son helped with some of the writing and his editor and just reading these thoughts and, and everything that with him writing experiencing God. It just helps us to see that he has a heart for God and he desires um, to continue to chase after God. And we have to have that same desire. And then some of his um, ending thoughts in that his intro, um, which again is so powerful before he actually gets into the lessons. So this is part two of the intro. He said, let God's spirit bring you into an intimate relationship with the Lord of the universe who is able to do above and beyond all that we could ask or think. And we know that that is um, a quote from Ephesians 3 and 20. Ephesians 3 and 20. And then again, as I was reading, he was he was instructing um, the reader to stop and pray. Um, ask God to, to even reveal if he's telling, you know, the truth even is God... Did God give these words to him to speak? And so I just thought that was so totally, totally awesome. 
and he asked he asked some questions towards the end and just a question that i highlighted he said do you long for a deeper walk with him do you long for a deeper walk with him and my answer to that was yes and i'm sure that's your answer as well so before we close out um one of the things that prompted in my spirit god prompted in my spirit was to go and find the scriptures for the will of God. Because sometimes we'll hear people say, God's will, God's will, God's will. And um, is that God's will or um, what's God's will? Well, God took me to some of the scriptures. And um, there are many more that um, tell us about his will. But these scriptures really use the actual phrase. Um, we can make an inference in other scriptures that we know what God's will is based on um, the response of the people or based on uh, what he's speaking. Um, we we will come to an understanding of what his will is. But these actually um, tell us, um, most of them do tell us what the will of God is. And so um, Psalm 37 and 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart so we know that this is god's will it doesn't this one doesn't say it specifically but we know that god wants us to delight ourselves in him because why then would he um one of his um results of that be that he would give us the desires of our heart but he doesn't want us to have the desires of our heart and let that override and overtake our lives and that's all we love and all we desire and all we want to um have in our life he wants us to delight ourselves in him and there are things that um he he desires um to give us um and and so that one i thought was awesome and then first thessalonians 5 16 through 19 says rejoice always pray without ceasing give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of god in christ jesus for you do not quench the spirit of god do not quench the spirit and so i did of course i love the words i love terms and i went and looked up quench and it said do not put out do not um steal or quiet or stifle the spirit of god so again in first thessalonians 5 16 through 19 it says rejoice always so god's will is to rejoice that we rejoice not be sad not be depressed that's not god's will for our life um pray without ceasing in every situation and everything that we do he wants us to pray um and then it says to give thanks give thanks to who give thanks to him for making a way um in our lives in all circumstances he didn't say some he said all um and then he said for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. And then first Thessalonians four, two through four, it says, For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God. What is the will of God? They they go on to say it. Your sanctification that you abstain from sexual immorality, each one of you. know how to control his own body in holiness and honor so god's will is that we abstain from sexual immorality 
And that's his will, that's his word from every sexual sin that the word caused sin. Um, each one of you, he says, the word says, um, know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, being set apart, holiness, being set apart for God and not for the world system and the way the world does things. So God's will is not that we walk as the world walks and um, anything goes and, and, and we can do what we want to do and live how we want to live. That's not God's will. This word says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 2 through 4, that um, God desires that our God's will is that we be sanctified and walk in holiness and set apart for his will and his purpose. And then we have Colossians 1, 1 through 2, and it says, uh, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God. So his God's will is also that we walk in the assignment he has placed on our life. The mantle he's placed on our life. Um, teacher, apostle, um, different offices, different things that he has called us to do. His his will is that we walk in those things. And as um for as Colossians one, one through two says that Paul is an apostle by the will of God. God's will that he be an apostle and we know about apostle Paul I love it I love it his testimony and I say when I get to heaven I want to see I want to meet apostle Paul um, because we know that he was he started off as a persecutor of Christians he was he murdered he would he would um, just do all kind of crazy stuff and um, God turned his life around God spoke and God turned his life around and he had already appointed from the time of his birth for him to be an apostle. That was his will. That's his will. And um, 1 Timothy 2 and 4 says, Who desires all men to, to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So that's God's will as well. That we all be saved. All be saved. None be lost. And come to the knowledge of the truth. What is knowledge? A clear and certain perception of the truth of who God and Christ is. And so um, that's, that's we know that First Timothy 2 and 4, we can infer that that is the will of God. And the other scripture is that he tarries not for lacking in his promise, but that all would come to repentance. So his will, his desire is that we all come to repentance. He will not, as my mentor, Apostle Zorn always says, God will not violate our will because he would do, that would be um, him moving illegally in the earth. He gave us a free will, but his desire, his will is that we all be saved and come into the knowledge of truth. And then John 6 and 40 says, for this is the will of God that everyone who sees the son and believes in him should have eternal life and I will raise him up at the last day at the last day so God's will is also that every one of us who sees who sees Jesus and believes in Jesus should have eternal life that's his will. That's his will. So God's will is not just um, what he has naturally for us. 
to do and the purpose that he has in our life. But God's will is eternal. God's will is spiritual. And um, his will is that our spiritual eyes be open, the blinders be removed, the deception from the enemy be removed, and that we walk in the truth and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And the last scripture here is Colossians 3 and 10. And it says, And have put on the new man, who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Again, Colossians 3 and 10, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. So we go back to that word knowledge. So that it says the new man, you're putting on the new man who is renewed in knowledge. What is knowledge again? A clear and certain perception of the truth. You renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. So we are renewed in knowledge. We're made new and the word declares that we put on the new man. So that's interesting because in um when we think about writing and we think about the um, parts of speech, put on is an action. So it's telling me that I have to participate in becoming the renewed new man. Christ does the work, but I have to participate. The first part of the scripture says that we have to put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him, Christ who created him so I have to do something I have to do something I'm not I don't have the power to change myself but I do have to participate and so those are the scriptures on the will of God the will of God the will of God as I study and we talk about experiencing God um, again, Blackaby, uh, one of his phrases, he talked about, you know, God's will and his desire for our life, for us to walk in purpose and walk in truth. And that's his will. God's will doesn't change. God's word doesn't change. We change and we try to twist God's word to fit what we may necessarily want for ourselves or how we want to um, operate. But God's word has never changed. God is eternal. The word tells us that God is eternal. And I pray that as we um, continue to um, walk through and, and talk about this amazing study, experiencing God, that we would surrender to the will of God. We would surrender to the will of God because his desire is that we prosper, be in health, even as our soul prospers. He didn't want us to prosper first. He didn't want us to prosper ahead of our soul prospering in him, being transformed, being renewed in Christ and walking in that purpose and being called as apostles and teachers and whatever else, whatever he's called us to, even in the marketplace, whatever he's called us to, he wants to renew us. He wants to transform us. But we have to put that new man on. We have to come in that relationship. And so, and thereby we can experience him. Truly experience him. 
in a greater way. Amen. Let us pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, God, for this word. I pray, Lord God, that you would get this in the hands of anyone that is just moving in the earth and not experiencing you. Those of us, oh God, even the unbeliever, God, that they would hear and that, Father, that things would fall off, that they would surrender to your will and come just as they are and be renewed in Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you, oh God, for not taking us out, God, for, for our disobedience in, in this world, in this life, and doing what we want to do with our life that you gave us. Help us to surrender. Help us to love you with all of our heart, God. Speak to us even in the midnight hour. Speak to us in our sleep, Father, that we would obey you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. Again, I am your host, Denise M. Walker. You can follow me on Instagram, the Hope in Christ Ministries page. You can join the Hope in Christ uh, Ministries group on Facebook. You can join the Hope in Christ Book Club on Facebook. Um, this the month of November, we are giving thanks for Christian literature. So please, please, please join us. Um, register on the Hope in Christ website, and it is a free event, and you get to interact with and have an, a joyous time in the Lord with Christian authors. Uh, we look forward to hear from hearing from you, and also you can purchase our um, youth journal, Representing God, on Amazon um, for your youth group, for your youth ministry, and even for your own self. There have been adults that have studied it. Um, and your children, your personal children. So we thank you for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. Continue to hope in Christ and walk in your true identity that's only found in Him. Amen. <music>